Welcome in everyone to Football Friday, presented by whoever you want to be presented by. <laughs> Anchored athletes. We'll, we'll get some logos up here. We do need to do that and put yeah, it out before if we. You, do it. If you send me something, I can put it on the wall. I will do it. Uh, but bootload of games. To go through college-wise, NFL, not a big fan of this weekend in college, but um, talk about that in a little bit. A lot of guys out in the NFL this week as well, which we will get to. Um, but yeah, so we had Maction this week. Um, obviously, like I said, we don't. We're not going to break down all those games. Uh, but if anyone is on the Hermo Happy Hour, my guy Troy Hermo on Twitter, uh, I've been on there a couple times talking about my picks or my, you know, I usually give like one pick every time I'm on there. And last couple of times I've been on there, it's, it's been NIU, Rusty's Huskies, um, getting it done both times. First time I gave it out a couple weeks ago. I gave that one live while they were playing at plus 235, so that was a nice payout. And uh, this past week on Wednesday, I think it was, it was uh, NIU minus one and a half. So got it done in OT against Buffalo. So. But the one college game we had last night, I didn't watch this one. I probably should have because uh, Malik Cunningham went off. Louisville. 62 to 22 win. Uh, Malik Cunningham, 527 total yards, seven touchdowns, no turnovers. Became only the third quarterback in FBS history, I think it was, to throw for 300 and run for 200. Joining Michael Vick and it might have been Lamar. I'm not sure though. Anytime you're talking about. Uh a feat like that, that's who I always think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, Duke's definitely happy that it's basketball season now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this was a romping. In, uh, I think it was in Lexington. I'm pretty sure. The not, only not thing I have to say about this, because it, it, it was a big score is that's the type of games that I thought Malik was going to have throughout the year especially the one or two times I picked Louisville maybe as an underdog so good for him to finally get it done oh no this was at Duke okay yeah so this is at Duke but uh yeah a lot of touchdowns Again, I feel I always feel bad for uh, Mateo Durant. He's having a nice season for the Blue Devils, just on a terrible team. Yeah. Defensively, I'm going with Quinterio Cole for the Cardinals. Eight tackles, six holes, two tackles, floss, and a pass deflection. Louisville covered minus twenty, over sixty-one. Louisville got it themselves. Which are the other guy, uh, the the guy that usually hosts 
uh, or as the co-host with Hermo on the Hermo Happy Hour, uh, Full Slate Podcast, he uh, he gave out over 61, I believe it was. And he said Louisville was going to get it themselves. So. Okay, Monday Night Football, Niners. Wow. Beating wow. the Rams up 31 to 10. And this is five straight now, I believe, for the Niners over the Rams. Uh, Sean McVay just cannot beat San Fran for some reason. And if I was a betting man and they were playing each other, I, I wouldn't put my money on the Rams. Yeah, it, it was just absolutely terrible. I had money on the Rams. Don't know why. But, yeah, Elijah Mitchell ran all over the Rams' defense. Jimmy Garoppolo is efficient as ever. Two touchdowns. And Debo is just tearing everyone up right now. Uh, He's playing good football. He's playing good football. Second in receiving yards. I don't know where he is in receptions and touchdowns. but I was happy, though. Cup had another great night. 11 for 122, even in a... 21-point loss. I was hoping he would get in the end zone. Unfortunately, he didn't, but um, my my bet for another week is looking good once again. Rams are on a bye this week, but uh, Cup to lead the league in receiving yards looking good once again. So. Imagine- yeah, and his dad, uh, you know, I tagged us in there on social media. His dad can't get him for free anymore in fantasy football. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, Matthew Stafford's got to stop throwing picks, man. Four picks in two games now. Um, so, got to figure it out. Luckily, like I said, they got to buy this week, so hopefully they can get it situated. I think when they come out next week, you'll see more OBJ. That was the biggest issue. If anyone that watched the game heard the announcers say, you know, they couldn't have OBJ on the field for a lot of the game because they were going hurry up and he didn't know the offense. So Right, right. Uh, Vaughn Miller did play in this game too. Did not get on the, enough stats to get on the stat sheet here though. Uh, defensively though, got to go with Jimmy Ward. A uh, fantastic night for him in the Niners' defense. Two tackles, two solos, two picks, uh, two pass selections, two picks, and a 27-yard pick six. That's a big-time ball game. And what I find funny is we'll, we'll talk about it later with this division moving forward. I may or may not have a sleeper pick in this division that I think is going to make it kind of chaotic moving forward. Niners plus three and a half, under 50. Last night, Super Bowl 51 rematch, same result occurred. Yeah, this wasn't and much of a uh, game, guys. 25 nothing Patriots, but significance, 28 minus 3 is 25, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? Uh, <laughs> Ironic. Well, there was also apparently a partial lunar eclipse last night that was supposed to um, last for, what was it, three hours and 28 minutes, right? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, all kinds of coincidental numbers going into this game. Um, the one that mattered to me was minus six and a half because that's what I had on the Patriots. And uh, cash easy money. Um, it didn't matter who the quarterback was. You know, they pulled Matt Ryan late in the fourth. Everyone threw interceptions. Uh, <laughs> Josh Rosen got put in. Interception. Felipe Frank's first pass. Interception. That one was a pick six. Uh, Felipe Frank's was. But, <laughs> yeah. Running game for the Patriots was nice. Uh the one concerning thing I would say for the Patriots, even in a shutout, was they couldn't. Sc- they only scored one touchdown offensively. You know, they kicked three field goals, or yeah, three, no, four field goals, right? Yeah. Well, they had a touchdown from Mac Jones, and then the rest were. Yeah, because they missed that extra point on the pick six. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, if Chris was here, he would say this. 22 of 26 is great for Mac Jones, but he only went 270 yards. Yeah, they mentioned that last night on the broadcast. You know, they didn't didn't throw it over 20 yards once in the game. But did you really have to with as bad as, as... the Falcons were playing, and I mean, you have to give credit to the defense, right, or the game plan. I mean, yeah. Kyle Van Noy had himself a day. Oh my God, yeah, absolute monster night. Everyone on the Patriots defense, but especially Van Noy, capped off by the thirty-five yard pick six off of Felipe Franks, eight tackles, five solos, two sacks, two tackles, lost pass blocks, and two QB hits. Um, it was just, it was ugly. I mean, I. Obviously, you and I are not Falcons fans, but we went to school, and I still live in this area. Everything I saw on social media was, I I am not going to let my offspring or my younger brother or anybody be Falcons fans because this is it. I am done. <laughs> this is trash. The post, the post from our boy Jack Fletcher. Yes. On Facebook. Yes. <laughs> He's my resident Falcon fan. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough to be a Falcons fan, man. Uh, especially when UGA wins the national championship, then it's like, well, <laughs> the worst team in Georgia. <laughs> By far. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Patriots didn't have to throw it down the field. It didn't matter because they were getting the short things, and it was like five, six yards per clip. And then they were getting five, six, seven yards per clip on the ground with Stevenson and uh, Harris, Damian Harris as well. So I was disappointed. I didn't win my same game parlay in this one. I was one Hunter Henry uh, reception short, and I was also a Damian Harris touchdown short as well. Otherwise, I had the, the two backs to get over 50 yards. Easy money there. Uh, That's tough. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nelson Aguilar scoring the touchdown for the Pats. And we already said Benoit for defense. But I'll point out Matt Judon, too, again, continues, I think, to be the best free agent out of the bunch of $100 million that the Patriots spent. 
Judon is, I think, by far the best one that they got. Even though Henry's coming on now. And uh, Johnny Smith had a couple catches here in this one, too. Finally. But yeah, is, is uh, uh, Patriots minus seven covered under 47? Mac Jones, rookie of the year, solidified. Got eight games left, though. Or eight weeks, seven weeks. Eight weeks, com- including this one. I'll still put out Najee Harris. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not getting off my <laughs> my pedestal for Najee Harris yet. He's third in total scrimmage yards, I believe, in terms of running backs, and uh, he's top five in rushing, I believe, or something like that. I don't know. I know he leads he leads all rookie running backs in carries, yards, touchdowns, everything. That's fine. Y'all can put him in third behind Mac and, and Lamar Chase. But when Najee beats the Chargers, If the Patriots make the playoffs, you can't argue. Steelers are going to make the playoffs too. I actually put a uh, a wager that I liked, loved the value I saw the other day, this, this, earlier this week. Steelers to win the division. Plus 400. Loved the value. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not the. It's not the most unthinkable thing. If that makes sense. Well, they won the division last year. <laughs> a long ways to go, though. Still, long ways to go. I'm telling you, that tie is going to be a blessing in disguise for the Steelers. That's what's going to win that division. Marking it down. Uh, okay, let's get into NCAA news. So, uh, Clemson wide receiver Justin Ross, he is going to enter the 2022 NFL Draft. Head coach Dabo Sweeney announced. Uh, going to have foot surgery next week, done for the rest of the college season. Uh, so, won't see him in Clemson's bowl game, but um, he will be in the draft next year. We got another uh, head coach opening, Virginia Tech. Yeah. Firing yep. head coach Justin Fuente after six seasons, 43 and 31 in six years in Blacksburg. Uh, I never thought he was doing a terrible job. It's just they can never get get over. Well, his, his track record, well, I, he was at Memphis, correct? Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah. He was really good with quarterbacks, and he got a bunch of wins, and he came to Virginia Tech. And he had that 10-win season. And then after that, he hasn't developed a quarterback, but they've had a good defense. Mm -hmm. And then he had a bunch of people transfer. And for some reason, we know you you start off by beating North Carolina, and we even picked them a few times, and they didn't get the job done. And I guess the AD said it was time to go. Did I think – do I think that personally is premature – Firing, possibly, but what are the people that have all the money, a.k.a. your boosters? Even though it's college athletics, just like high school, your boosters have a lot of say in that. And from what I've read, the, the boosters wanted them gone. Well, we'll have to see. I, I don't even I just don't, I don't know who you would go and – I don't I mean, 
it's not like Virginia Tech has a bunch of alumni. Are you going to go get their son or Frank Beamer's son after one year at South Carolina? I mean, I don't know if that'd be a home run hire either. Well, there's a guy at an HBCU school that's named Deion Sanders. I mean, <laughs> hey, 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 he is just flat out killing it, y'all. You already know I had that rant last week, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Deion would be intriguing at, at Virginia Tech. Um, you know, bring on, bring on Mike Vick as the quarterback's coach. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you, can you imagine? I mean... Mike Vick, Virginia Tech legend, so. Uh, all right, NFL news here. Quarterbacks starting out. Uh, Jets going to start Joe Flacco this week. Zach Wilson still not 100%. Mike White threw four interceptions last week. Uh, interesting note for this game, for, the, for this move, the Eagles pick that they get from the trade uh, originally a sixth will become a fifth if Flacco plays 50% of the snaps in at least four games this year for the Jets Um, so we'll see if the Jets want to continue to sit Wilson even after he's healthy or not uh, just to learn the rest of the season or not the Lions I think I mentioned this last week. I believe I did anyways. Uh, Tim Boyle, most likely going to start um, against the Browns this weekend. I Derek Goff is uh, doubtful with an oblique injury. We all know about those obliques, don't we, Mark? <laughs> It'll get you. <laughs> and, uh JT Daniels, that's the same same injury, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I think I did mention though Tim Boyle, man, coming off IR, would be starting soon. Granted, I didn't know about golf being hurt, but I just figured they would they would start him regardless. Panthers announcing that officially Cam Newton will start. At home against Washington football team this weekend against his former coach of nine seasons, Ron Rivera. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about that more when we get into the game preview. All right, COVID. The Chargers going to be without defensive end Joey Bosa and defensive tackle Jerry Tillery for the Sunday night game against the Steelers. They are out on the COVID list. Uh, just announced today, Cowboys going to be without wide receiver Amari Cooper for this week and Thanksgiving um, because he's on the COVID list and he tested positive. So, not going to be watching Coop on Thanksgiving. Vikings activating safety Harrison Smith from the COVID list, getting him back. Going to need all the help they can get in the secondary with uh, Mr. Rogers coming to town. And uh, Browns also getting help for the Lions this week, activating running backs Nick Chubb and Demetric Felton off of the COVID list, helping my fantasy team too. 
the Falcons, they placed tight end Hayden Hurst on IR before last night's game. Bears doing the same with uh, linebacker Khalil Mack. He is done for the year, season-ending foot surgery for the Bears' number one pass rusher. And then uh, Vikings opened up the practice window for corner Patrick Peterson. And the Eagles did the same for running back Miles Sanders, which I'm so hyped about because I traded for him uh, in a package in fantasy like two weeks ago, knowing that he was going to come back in the fantasy playoffs. And it looks like he could even be back. Um, I haven't heard anything definitive about this week, but I think next week's definitely a 100% chance that he makes his return. So... Hyped for that. Eagles in a run-first offense now, and Nick Sirianni said that Miles Sanders is a starter when he comes back. So, bye-bye, Boston Scott. Bye-bye, Jordan Howard. Not Probably not Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's still going to have a role, but I think Miles Sanders in, is going to put Boston Scott back to the wayside. Injuries. Uh, the Bucks corner Richard Sherman. He is a grade 2 calf strain. I don't remember if they placed him on IR or not. But uh, going to be out a little bit anyways for what has been one of the worst secondaries in the, in the league this year somehow. But Browns running back Kareem Hunt, he is out again this week. Um, Washington wide receiver Curtis Samuel, he is questionable. Dealing with a groin injury almost all, all season so far. Hasn't played much. Um... But they are hoping to get him back this week, possibly. Um, will be a boost to the offense if they can get him back for Taylor Heineke and co. So. Uh, Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, he is out once again. And Bears running back Allen Robinson, doubtful with a hamstring injury. Niners running back Elijah Mitchell, questionable with his fractured finger that he has. I'm hoping he can play. I need him on my fantasy team. And a uh, couple teams out. Quite a few guys here. The Steelers going to be without linebacker TJ Watt, dealing with the hip knee and knee injuries. Uh, corner Joe Hayden with a foot. Uh, guard Kevin Dotson with an ankle injury. And safety Minka Fitzpatrick with uh, he's still on the COVID list. They are all out this week against the Chargers. Haven't heard anything on Big Ben yet. Hoping he can come off the COVID list before Sunday and play in L.A. Uh, Saints, also another team, has a boatload of guys out. Running back Alvin Kamara and both starting tackles. Right tackle Ryan Ramchick and left tackle Teron Armstead, both out this week. Uh and then uh, the Seahawks just announced running back Chris Carson. He is done for the year, already on IR, but um, was hoping to get back from his neck injury. He's going to have season-ending surgery and um, not return until next season. Again, I hate it. I was hoping, hoping to get him back on a couple of my fantasy teams, but um, not going to be the case. Yeah, we were talking about that before the show started. All right, let's talk about money, Mark. <laughs> let's do it. A couple of extensions here today. 
just today coming out. This morning, the Eagles announced they signed tight end Dallas Goddard to a four-year, $59 million extension, $35.7 million guaranteed. Love to see it. They finally got him locked up. They knew they weren't going to sign Zach Ertz. They were going to focus on Dallas Goddard being the younger player. And uh, Jalen Hurts now has a weapon locked in till 2025. If you're going to give up Ertz, you got to got to make sure you solidify that position. Yeah. Um, and the Broncos giving a nice payday to wide receiver Tim Patrick, three years, thirty-four million, eighteen and a half million guaranteed. Very good story for him. Uh, I believe undrafted a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. he has now gone a hundred and fifty-two straight targets without a drop. Hasn't dropped one since, I think they said, uh, November 2019, I think it was. Something like that. That is, uh, that's remarkable. Reliable. Yeah. He is one of the more underrated guys out there. Um, Trying to find the tweet. Oh, yeah. 152 straight targets without a drop. Week 13, 2019, last time he had a drop. So, Wow. Yeah, really good payday for him. Um, the Ravens, they released running back Le'Veon Bell, did not work out in Baltimore. I don't know how much how much more like he even has. Because, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been effective since... Maybe his first year with the Jets? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. 83 yards, two touchdowns in his time with the Ravens. Great times. <laughs> Slow times. And then uh, the Panthers, they waved punter Joseph Charlton, which I thought that was the starter. But I guess Andy Lee is back, or or I don't. I thought Charlton was the uh, starter, though. So I'm probably wrong, like usual. Um, oh, they signed Lachlan Edwards, apparently. Don't know when they got him, but. Yeah, so Lachlan Edwards, the the punter for Carolina, apparently. Former Jet. I guess I haven't watched Panthers football that closely. I've watched a few games. I didn't realize the punter situation. Yeah, he's a former Jet, so that's fine. Uh, All right, college football pick standings. Here we go. Uh Uh-oh. Chris, he got us last week, man. Uh... Yeah, he's still in the lead. I had a terrible week. That's uh, 20 and 8. That's what that's supposed to be, not 20 and 6. 20 and 8. We can, I mean, we'll just call it 20 and 6 and make it all we can fix. We can fix it live. We have that capability. There we go. Um, but, yeah, you're still four back. I'm the, the lot back. <laughs> oh, tough one. Man. Tough, tough. 
I am 13 games back. Good lord. There's only there's only two weeks of college football regular season left. Now we got to. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm gonna be able to catch him either. Even in the regular season, unless I just make some crazy picks and they they happen. Well, last week I kind of went a little crazy off off the reservation, but uh, Chris's lone wolves last week he lost on the Marshall UAB game. He picked Marshall, but he got it back when he picked San Diego State to beat Nevada. You lost your only lone wolf last week. NC State lost I know. to Wake Forest. It was close. And then, like I said, I went a little bit off the radar, the reservation there. Uh, Penn State lost to Michigan. Purdue lost to Ohio State. Minnesota lost to Iowa. Ole Miss did beat Texas A&M. And then LSU lost to Arkansas. The LSU, Minnesota, and Penn State ones were all close, though. That's the fun in it. That is the fun in it. That's fine. I'll do like last year. I'll get you all in the in the postseason when I know more about the teams in bowl games than you do. <laughs> there's only four. There's only four teams that matter in the postseason. <laughs> I love picking the Boca Raton Bowl and the Cheez It Bowl every year, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, college picks here. Oh, I forgot to say, Grayson. Guest picker last Friday, twenty-two and six. He tied you for second. That's uh, pretty good. So, and his, uh, let's see, what different ones did he have than all of us? Uh, oh no, never mind. He had a lot of the same ones as us. Uh, he lost with me on Minnesota. He Oh, he lost on Auburn. We all picked... Oh, wait, no, we all picked Auburn. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, trying to think which other ones he, he picked right that we didn't. Oh, he lost on A&M. I don't know. <laughs> Lost with me on LSU. Yeah, he was with me on Penn State. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so first game. We got uh, a lot of games tonight, actually. It's one of the more packed Fridays that I've seen this year. There, that is uh, true. I was, you know, I was looking at our schedule. There are five games. Five games tonight. We're only going to cover four. The one we're not covering is a one and nine Southern Miss at three and seven Louisiana Tech. Uh, the Bulldogs are fifteen and a half point favorites. Forty eight and a half is the over under. That one's eight o'clock CBS Sportsnet. But our first one tonight is Memphis at number twenty four Houston. We are all on the Cougars and saying that Memphis will have to go into week 12 or week 13 and uh, win to get in a bowl game. Yeah, I just – I do believe Houston is just a better team, so that's why I went with them. But, you know, maybe the the 
the tenacity to get into a bowl game helps Memphis. I don't know. I think Houston's just had head and shoulders above them this year. Yeah, the only thing that Houston cannot do in the last two weeks of the season is look ahead to the conference championship against Cincinnati because, you know, they still aren't in technically yet. Right. Uh, neither is Cincinnati because SMU is still there. with, But they have two losses in conference. Uh, one of them is to Houston. Cincinnati plays SMU, which we'll get to. But, uh, yeah, Houston's going for 10 straight against Memphis. So. Good for every, every streak's made to be broken. Maybe yeah. I should have went Memphis after I didn't know that. Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Cougars getting nine. Um, they'll cover. I like the Clayton Tune and, and McCaskill in the offense there. Over-under is 60. I'm going over. Over 60. 9 p.m. ESPN 2. That's the other weird thing. Like, all of these are late games tonight. <laughs> there's no, like, Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech's 8, but there's no, like, 7.30 game. Or 7. I don't know. Maybe it's usually like that on a Friday. I, I have no clue. All right. Arizona at Washington State. The only reason I put this one on here is because Cougars are 5-5, five and five and they're trying to get into a bowl game. And uh, I didn't do that for the Saturday games, but this is a Friday game, so it's special. <laughs> it's a conference matchup. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Cougars, man, they have been outstanding since Rolovich got fired. Uh, really playing great football. I mean, they lost by 14 to Oregon last week, but that's not terrible. So, Yeah. I Washington State, man. And Arizona, you know, they're they gave they gave Utah a fight last week, but um season's done. They can look ahead. They can look ahead now to their battle of Arizona next weekend. <laughs> and Washington State really needs to win this, like I said, to get in the bowl game cuz they got the Apple Cup next week. So, they don't want to you know, have to go in to the Apple Cup and win that in order to get to a bowl game. Because Washington could be fighting for a bowl berth next week, too, if they can beat Colorado this week. So just get your win now, and then you can let Washington win the Apple Cup to let them get in the bowl game, too. Be nice, right? <laughs> uh... Cougs getting 15. I don't know. I'd probably buy a point to get to 14 maybe. Just from what we saw with Arizona last week against Utah. And uh, over-under is 53. Uh, I don't know. 9 p.m. on Pac-12 Network. The only thing I don't get only channel I do not, I can't get is Pac-12. Major Mountain West matchup on a Friday. Air Force at Nevada, and Chris is doing his military thing, so he's on the Air Force. I thought maybe you'd go with him, but you rolled with me 
and uh, we're on the Wolf Pack. Yeah. Um, I went back and forth, and I decided to go with you because if I am working at the Air Force one day, <laughs> I'm going to have to take Air Force every game from there on. Um, so, yeah, in the next few weeks, we're going to decide if I'm going to work for the Texas Rangers or the United States Air Force Academy as an athletic director. So we'll we'll see. We got some decisions to make in this household. I think this is actually a really good game, as notable for the um, one point differential. It it has swung to Air Force minus one. Okay, okay. So we're taking the underdogs now. Yeah. Yep. I like that better though. That's fine. <laughs> Makes me a little bit more confident. <laughs> I think. <clears throat> excuse me. The differences could be the quarterback play. Though Air Force is going to be disciplined, they don't turn it over, but we know we like going with quarterbacks. Carson Strong, he's my boy. My day one, Carson Strong is. Um, so, yeah. We'll have to see how many possessions Nevada can get. But um, So that, that reason I wouldn't expect Carson to get his usual workload, like 40-plus passes. Maybe he'll stay in the 35 range, but still think he can win it. Coming off a crushing loss to San Diego State last week. so And they need this. I don't know if they have a chance. Uh, doesn't look like they have a chance anymore at their division. Air Force, though, does. Uh... No, they don't really either because they already lost to Utah State. But, you know, there's always that situation where, you know, you went out and your opponent loses out and you get in. That's what Air Force and Nevada are hoping from Utah State and San Diego State. Yeah. Probably not going to happen, though. Uh, Nevada also is behind Fresno State right now, too. So, based off head to head, over under is fifty three, and I'm going under. Just because, like I said, Air Force, you never know. Nine p.m. FS one. Number nineteen, San Diego State. This is the reason why I think San Diego State will not lose out. <laughs> it's at UNLV, um, the Rebels have have surprised me this year though they have fought very well in many a game and i think next season they could possibly be uh be players in the mountain west maybe they got something brewing there because they're coming off a win actually they're coming off back to back wins is unlv so please rebels make it three straight Make me lose this game <laughs> in Vegas. I would absolutely like love it. to see it. I like it. Uh, yeah. They they beat New Mexico and Hawaii. So, you know, not world beaters, but win three in a row. Win out. Why not? Beat San Diego State and Air Force next week. Las Vegas. Uh, they're not beating Air Force. Uh... Again, I, I don't know why San Diego State's 9-1. Their quarterback play is terrible. Played well against Nevada last week. I don't 
like him though. It's oh. over under is forty one. <laughs> over. Eleven thirty CBS Sportsnet. Eleven thirty. Eleven thirty kick Eastern. <laughs> Mark's putting the coffee pot on. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> Greg, let's go. I'll be working. I'll be working tonight, so I will not be watching any of these games, more than likely. All right, Saturday. Tomorrow. Charleston Southern at number one, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is this is where I'm going to talk about the crap schedule that is this weekend. I freaking hate the SEC for this this crap that they do. Playing cupcakes in freaking week 11 and 12? Or week 12 and 13? Like, really? Look at the other conferences, dude. They're playing... They're playing interconference games that mean something. Well, I told you what I thought about the SEC East uh, just a few days ago, and I'm sure most people scratch their head, but it's true. And I don't actually – the only thing I want to talk about this game is I'm not so sure I would take Georgia at that, that money line just for the fact that if you look at any time in Kirby Smart's tenure, he – I like him for this. He doesn't turn. He doesn't run up to score. We beat you. I play people that don't get to play every day, and the score is going to be what it is. Biggest question: Is it a shutout? Mm. <laughs> I think so. Uh, field goal. I don't. I don't know. If they kick a field goal, Jordan Davis is going to block it anyways. <laughs> What I'm trying to tell you is it could come in the fourth quarter. Our starters, he will not play his starters. And I like him for that. He will not play his starters in the fourth quarter, the entire fourth quarter. Well, Look at the Vandy game. Look at the Vandy game. The Vandy game could have been 70 points that we put on the board. Well, that's fine. They'll they'll still have the, the third string. You know, Jordan Davis, number 99, Jalen Carter's, 88, we'll have third string 77 come in and block a kick. <laughs> well, then, I guess you got to take the money line. Let's say it's 63-3, to 57-3. The spread, the spread, Mark, not the money line. Spread, right, sorry. 63-3. Uh, yeah, Georgia 54.5 here. Over-under is 61, so um, under – it's usually safe to bet an under in Georgia games. There have not so been many Georgia games that have went over. 54, the spread is 54 and a half, and the under is 61. That's tight. Yeah. But again, I don't think... For one, I don't know if Georgia covers 54 and a half. But two, like I said, I think they shut them out anyways. So, 12 p.m. SEC Network Plus and ESPN Plus. That's another thing. All these stupid SEC games this weekend, that's what they're on. They're not even on freaking cable. I'll have to give you my login then to watch this one. <laughs> no, I have ESPN Plus. Oh, okay. This is stupid. Well, if I had SEC Network Plus on, on TV like I did in Georgia, I could watch it on cable. But 
I don't, All right. I don't get that option. I get whatever cable they give me here. Okay. See, see, the Big Ten plays games that actually matter at this point of the year. Number seven, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State. Well, say this game matters, but I'm going to rant again about playing games that are massive at frickin' noon because stupid Fox has big noon kickoff and they want to go to the best game. They could just do what College Game Day does and go to the game, have the game at night. Why does it matter? I don't know. I'm not a broadcaster. But I'm on Sparty. It's probably a personal thing. I hate Ohio State. Um, one I thing I will say, though, is I even if Michigan State loses, I took the plus 19. I have yeah, no I clue why that's that. I saw, I, I saw this today, and I went back and forth on this. I, I, I'm a big Mel Tucker fan, so do I take – do I roll with Michigan State? The 19, I think, is really big. But Ohio State's offense has looked really good. But that's the that's the counter, right? Like Michigan State's defense is really good as well. And so I just went with Ohio State. And so, and I don't I will not get mad at all if Michigan State wins this game. I'll be very happy. I just think that Ohio State is hitting hit a stride. And if they can get over this game, I think it leads to the college playoff football championship. If they don't get over this, obviously I don't I don't think they make it. So, comparison here. Ohio State scores about 12, 11.5 more points per game. They both give up around 21. Uh, Ohio State puts up 100 yards more per game. And uh, both around the same rushing statistics, but Ohio State passes for 100 more yards defensively Michigan State gives up um, like 75 more yards per game and they gave up, give up 330 passing yards per game Ohio State gives up 261 and uh, 114 to 107 Michigan State Ohio State rushing defense but Ohio State hasn't played, I don't think, a rushing offense like Michigan State yet. Well, they got killed on the ground against Oregon. We all yeah. know that. So. Yeah, I don't see anyone on this schedule so far that has put up a bunch of rushing yards. Either Actually, they have one, better on defense or they haven't figured it out. Week one, when they played Minnesota, before yeah. before Ibrahim went, got hurt, he had put up 163 on them. Yeah. And then otherwise, I want to check, the, check out this Nebraska game. Okay, that's great. Page not found. Okay. What time is this kickoff? I need okay, to know so, that. So Nebraska game, they, they didn't put up much any either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely like the 19. It's just... I I think Michigan State can do it. They, who has Ohio State played this year? No one. Except Oregon. And, I mean, Penn State was ranked. But, again, I'll, I'll say this. You know, Penn... 
Ohio State has had everything in their favor. They've played their hardest games at home. I hate when that is the case. So, and they've lost at home to Oregon. So, let's go, Sparty. Um, Over-under is 69. No, under. I don't care about Ohio State's offense. Give me the defense. The defenses combined are giving up 20 or 42 points per game. So, give me the defense. And, uh... This is 12 p.m. on ABC. ACC, number 10, Wake Forest at Clemson. Tigers getting four and a half. Mark is lone wolfing Dabo Sweeney against the number 10 team in the country. I am. Is Dabo putting a helmet on playing in this one? <laughs> no, not at all. And Wake Forest is clearly the better team. But I am down to Chris. I'm a little ahead of you. So where do I make up one game here or there? Um, have they showed anything that's really going to compete with Wake Forest all season? No. But there's still that stigma. you got to walk into Happy Valley and beat someone that has has had your magic for a domination for how many years? It's the same thing when Georgia and Alabama meet for the SEC championship. I'm still going to pick Bama until Georgia finally beats Death Valley. Um, I've loved. I've been on Sam Hartman, man, for quite a while this year. I like. I love him as a quarterback. Love him. And. Uh, they, they don't play defense. They run it like the Big 12 teams used to. And it's worked so far. And the thing is, is, yeah, Clemson's defense is by far the better unit. Uh, Their offense stinks, though. Gosh. Yeah, I just don't think... Even if Clemson they gets a couple them. of stops on defense, I don't think overall that they can keep they can up... Score with Wake Forest offensively. I agree, but I got to get I got to get a game somewhere and you know what? If I lose it, I lose it. Especially, I mean, actually I don't I don't care who it is at quarterback for Clemson. I don't think it matters, but Yeah. If if Clemson wins, the craziest of all crazies would happen and that they would still have a chance at the freaking ACC title game. And, I, and that's why I got to – I mean, if I'm picking a game where I have to ground on, gain on somebody or I lose it, whatever, you guys beat me this week. I mean, Dabo has to be getting them ready for that. You have to keep your team focused by that. It's not like Clemson doesn't have anything to play for. No one in the ACC is going to the national championship. So, hey, why don't we still try to go to the ACC championship and knock off Wake Forest? If Clemson gets in the ACC championship game, I'm going to. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to shoot something that has a Clemson logo on it. <laughs> uh, Over under is 57. 
Over. Give me the over every time for Wake Forest. Just bet the over. You're good. It's kind of it's the opposite of Georgia games. Just bet the over. It's fine. 12 p.m. ESPN. Big 12, Iowa State at number 13, Oklahoma. Kind of surprised neither of y'all took Iowa State, but. I thought about it. I, I did. I did. I if it was in Ames, yes, I would take Iowa State for sure. Well, I just, I think sometimes you just have to bounce back after lo- losing a game. and Yeah. Uh... That's why, I mean, that's why I took Oklahoma. You got, I mean, that's, that's a marquee of a, of a coach and a good program. Bounce back. This is true. They, they better bounce back or else they're not going to be, well, I mean, they already have, are going to have a tough shot at making the Big 12 championship game. Um, Everyone has one loss. Baylor has two. But Baylor beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma State beat Baylor. So, again, this game I don't think matters. Unless Oklahoma loses, then it's big time because Baylor's in in the Big 12 championship game unless Oklahoma would go beat Oklahoma State. And then they'd have that three-way tie with two losses. Everyone already beat everyone. So I don't want that to happen. I want Oklahoma State to win the Big 12. So I don't know. Maybe Brees Hall runs wild and uh, wins him the game. (laughs) Over-under is 60. I'm going under. Crazy. Betting an under in a Big 12 game, huh? <laughs> uh, 12 p.m. on Fox. Prairie View A&M. It's the A&M showdown. Prairie View versus Tex- number 16 Texas A&M. Uh, Aggies getting 45 and a half here against the Panthers. And... Uh, yeah, next game. <laughs> that's that's my first thought. Over under is fifty two and a half. Can the Aggies are are the Aggies going to score enough? Can they do it by themselves? Twelve PM SEC Network Plus and ESPN Plus. So stupid. There's like one I think there's like one SEC game on cable this weekend. Look at that, another cupcake for the SEC this weekend. Tennessee State at number 25, Mississippi State. You got the, hey. uh, you got the Fighting Eddie Georges here? No, I mean, Mississippi <laughs> State is going to throw it all over the field. They're going to throw it 70 times. Between three quarterbacks. <laughs> uh Yeah, and Mississippi State's looking forward to the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving next week. So That's crazy. We got a lot of games on Thanksgiving, a lot of big games between NFL and college. So, um, 44.5 here for the Bulldogs. Over-under is 50.5. It's 
go over. I like that one a lot better than 52.5 for A&M. Again, 12 p.m., SEC Network Plus, ESPN Plus. Rutgers at Penn State. The Scarlet Knights trying to become bowl eligible. Um, not going to happen. They're, they're going to have to beat Michigan next week uh, in Jersey. Or not Michigan. Michigan State, I believe it is. Or maybe it's not either of them. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Michigan State. Yeah. No, it's it's Maryland. So yeah, they can they can become bowl eligible next week. Uh, but it's gonna be like Maryland versus them for a bowl. Essentially, it's a win and end game because Maryland plays Michigan this week. Uh, but yeah, Penn State's got to get it done. Get to a better bowl. Please, James Franklin, get eight wins. <laughs> they got to play Michigan State next week. Tough one. Tough one. Over under is 46. Nice, nice little over under there. And I'm going to go over. I think. Penn State can score about 35. I mean, 35 to 14. 12 p.m., Big Ten Network. Sunbelt, Texas State at Coastal Carolina. I believe still no Grayson McCall. Um... I believe he's out. Something I read, he was gone for the season. So, I was kind of surprised with that, that they're getting 24, even against the 3-7 and seven Texas State team. Uh, I, I don't like that spread, but at home, to get back on the winning track, it was a close game last week and a loss. I do think they win, but it could easily be 12, 14-point game, maybe 17. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not fighting for anything. They, they're already not going to make the conference championship game. They're just trying to get, like I said, with Penn State, as as good of a record so they can get to the best bowl game they can. Yep. And I think they will. I think they will end up probably 10-2, um, just seeing what their other game is here. My phone service does not want to work right now. South Alabama next week, which they could be fighting for a bowl as well. They're five and five right now. I don't know who they play this week because they're not on our list. But South Alabama plays Tennessee, who is also five and five. <laughs> <laughs> This is that time of year, man. Everyone's five and five, trying to get that sixth win to get to a bowl. So, the uh, over under here is sixty, and I like the under. Give me under sixty. One p.m. ESPN Plus. Big Ten, Illinois at number seventeen, Iowa. Fighting Illini, trying to hold on to to bowl dreams this year, in. Um, What's his 
what's his name? Their head coach. Belima, Brett Belima yeah. is out with COVID in this one, right? Yeah, Brett Belima. Uh, in his first season in Champaign, they're they're holding on to hopes that they can get to a bowl game. I mean, he's done well in his first season. I mean, he's he's been in the Big Big Ten before with with Wisconsin, so you have to give him respect. I don't know what it's going to look like next year, but I, I think at home. With him being out, I think Iowa wins this. Yeah, yeah. Being at, at in Iowa City, I I don't think Illinois has enough on offense to do it. Over under is a nice crisp thirty nine. It's about the temperature outside here. <laughs> uh, I almost said you beat me <laughs> to the butt when I was going to say that's probably the temperature. <laughs> on kickoff for this game. Iowa's not a big scoring team. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you do on that? I might take the under, you know? 28 to 10, 28 I, to – well, I mean, that'd be, that'd be right. I would say under. Yeah, Iowa's defense is too good. Um, they might realistically shut out Illinois. Um, so, yeah. And like you said, their offense doesn't – isn't high flying so 2 p.m. FS1 Georgia Tech at number eight Notre Dame let's pick the yellow jackets <laughs> in South Bend I like it give me Jeff Sims <laughs> yeah they just um there's just too much talent on one team I like what he's building in his first year. I know the three and seven record doesn't look good, but he's been competitive in in ninety percent of the game. So, but I'm just I would not pick against Notre Dame this game. It's just Notre Dame is so annoying. Dude. They just no no one's talking about Notre Dame. No one. But then at the end of the year, they're still going to be right there knocking on as the fourth team. I'm telling you, if they went out. I, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be number six. <laughs> they're not gonna get in, not with one loss. We know this every year. It's the same conversation. Can Notre Dame get in? No, because they have to be undefeated. They don't have a conference championship, and they don't have any quality wins. Yep. So, I have the utmost confidence that even an eleven and one Notre Dame team will not get in. They barely beat. Florida State, they barely beat Toledo. You know, their best win is against a number 18 Wisconsin at the time, which is looking really good now because Wisconsin is on a roll. Six straight wins, number 15, I believe they are now. And uh, so that's looking good, but they lost to their best opponent, which was Cincinnati, at home, mind you. And, um... Barely beat Virginia Tech. You know they had they they struggled against North Carolina, and uh, they blew out Navy and Virginia the last two weeks. And again, I think Virginia would have been a totally different game had Brennan Armstrong been playing. So end rant against Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Over-under is 59. Let's take the under. 
I, I would say I would say the same. I don't have confidence in Tech's offense. Two thirty NBC. Here we go. There is actually one SEC game that matters this weekend. Number twenty-one <laughs> Arkansas at number tw- number two Alabama. The the tide getting twenty and a half. And uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it just if you look back at the Georgia game, Georgia jumped on on Arkansas early. They've had more games since then. What Pittman has done is amazing. I'm not taking anything away from them. They're just not in this. Um, I would compare it to like a boxing match. They're not in that weight class yet. Give them another two years to to bulk up and get in that weight class. Yeah. yeah again, I'm I'm praying. I'm I'm praying for Arkansas to win. Uh, anyone that plays Bama, I'm praying to win. So. Uh, a&M can slide in there in the SEC championship game. That'd be nice. Love to see that. Uh, I want nobody but Bama. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not going to happen now, so that's fine. Over-under here is, again, 59. Let's get the over. Hit the over button. Uh, 3.30 SEC on CBS. Really funny thing that I just got sent in my fantasy, my law school fantasy group chat. Um, (laughs) My guy said, he sent a meme that says, (laughs) can't blow a lead against the Patriots, and this this is a guy wearing a Falcons hat. He said, can't blow a lead against the Patriots if you never have one in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, all right. Massive American Conference Showdown. SMU at number five, Cincinnati. Indeed. Can SMU cause the most destructive loss of the season in Cincinnati, Ohio? <laughs> I think that they're capable, but will they? I don't think so. I think they're going to cover. 11 points. Cincinnati has been playing like crap the last four weeks, probably. They have. And it's just like, I, it's not, it's the offense. It's, it's not the defense. The offense has been the issue. Yeah, people will say, well, they scored 40 points against USF. But it was against USF. <laughs> so... Yeah, I I am still high on Mordecai for the Mustangs. Ulysses Gilbert there. Or not Gilbert. Um, Ulysses, what's his last name? The running back. I I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember his last name. Well, that doesn't help me because... Trey Siggers is the uh, leading rusher for <laughs> the Mustangs. Oh, Ulysses Bentley. There you go. I should know that. My my uh, my nephew dog, my sister's dog, is named Bentley. So, 
Uh, yeah, but Cincinnati, they should be fine at home. They'll do enough. And I liked what they said uh, last weekend. Or maybe it wasn't last weekend. I don't know. Oh, I think it was on the uh, on Tuesday, the <laughs> college football playoff rankings release show. Kirk Herbstreit, they were talking about Cincinnati being at number five still. And um, mm-hmm. they were, like, talking about this game and, like, just win. You know, we've needed Cincinnati to show style points the last three weeks. They haven't. But this one, you, you don't. You don't need style points. This is already a get, you get the W. great team you're playing against. The best team they've played against all year other than Notre Dame. So, have to win in order to keep your hopes alive. And that's the thing. You know someone's going to lose ahead of you. More than likely, there will be at least one loss ahead of Cincinnati in the top four. Whether that's Georgia beating Bama in the SEC championship game, or if Bama loses in the Iron Bowl, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I think the most the most detrimental loss would be Bama beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. Uh, you know, you got Ohio State still having to play Michigan. You have Oregon having to play Utah probably twice in three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's going to get interesting. And you never know because Oregon in the Civil War next week, t- too, you never know what is going to come of the those rivalry games. Um, Oregon State beat them last year. So... <laughs> That's a tough one, man, especially if it's in Corvallis. Yeah. So there's a lot of football in two weeks that has a lot of implications in the college football playoff. But over-under for this one is 65, and I'm going under because of Cincinnati's defense. The only reason. Normally I would say over with both the offenses, but Cincinnati's defense I think is the, is the key in this game. Uh, 3.30 ESPN. Number six, Michigan in College Park to play the Fighting Dave Muiz of Maryland. Um, yeah, like I said, Maryland going to have a tough time getting bowl eligible. It might be a win and in situation next week against Rutgers. Uh, that one's in Jersey for, for next week against Rutgers. Whoa. That's a tough game. This one is a tough game, too. And I, I feel bad Maryland does not have a shot. <laughs> I agree. Over-under is 58. That's that's pretty big. I'm going under. Michigan's going to score a lot. I think I don't... I just don't think Maryland can give them enough to get it over 58. 58's a lot, but I mean, West Virginia, Maryland was kind of fun. We know Michigan can score a lot, but. Michigan's defense, though. Aiden Hutchinson, David Ojabo. <laughs> Talia's yeah. going to have a tough day against those two kids. Uh, 3.30, Big Ten Network. Nebraska, at number 15, Wisconsin. Uh, we're all on the Badgers. Badgers going for seven straight wins in this game. 
Yeah, they've been on a little bit of a streak. I think this continues. Still think Nebraska's trying to figure out everything, why they gave him an extension or not. I still don't know how Scott Frost hasn't been fired yet. Um, I thought he should have been fired after, like, week two. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I someone I was talking to about this game – they were like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I was talking to him about the spread, and I was like, Wisconsin minus nine, I like that. Uh, they were like, I don't know, Nebraska's played tough in some games. I was like, yeah, when they when they play in Lincoln, not on the road, yeah. not, not in Madison. They're not going to come mean, to Madison and cover nine points. I actually thought about this a little bit longer than probably what I should have, and I said, okay, I'm going Wisconsin. But would I be – surprised if nebraska does win i don't think it would be a shocker to me because they have been playing better football in some regards not enough to i think keep scott Frost's job but wisconsin's reeled off some wins and i'm a big believer that every win streak has to come to an end not until the big 10 championship (laughs) uh Badgers get it done. They win the Big Ten West. I don't know if this win would win them the Big Ten West. I don't think it would. I think there's still some things that would have to happen. But uh, Over-under is 43. 43. Let's go over. Sure. Surprising over. 3.30 on ABC. Virginia at number 18, Pitt. We're on the Kenny Pickett train. Again, Virginia's just... Oh, yeah. Virginia's terrible without Brennan Armstrong. And um, I don't think he's playing in this game again. So... I have Pitt minus 14. Uh, I, I bought the half a point for them so just to get it even touchdown even two touchdowns you never know if they if they have to cover that so over under here is 66 no under i have no comp virginia scored three points without brendan armstrong last week <laughs> and i don't see Regardless of how high-flying Kenny Pickett and the Pitt offense is, uh, I don't think they're going to score 60 points by themselves. No, I think Virginia's defense. Well, that's a tough one. This might be a tougher one. A lot of these games have been high-scoring. Virginia, UNC, Pitt, UNC, Pitt, Virginia, you know, all these, all these games. Three thirty ESPN two. UAB at number twenty two UTSA. Mark is lone wolf in the Blazers in San Antonio. I don't know about that. Well, it goes back to trying to. The only reason I'm doing some of these games is to try to catch Chris 
you're a believer in that. I think you did some of that last week, and it and it wasn't a terrible record for you, but you <laughs> fell behind. If someone asked me who the better team is, who do you think I would say? The higher ranked undefeated team. But you got it. You got to get one somewhere. And I knew both of you guys would uh, take Wake Forest in this instance and and UTSA. So what what it is is a shot in the dark, and I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am continuing to roll with my boy, Sincere McCormick. I have, I took the, the only one that worries me on that team. I took the four and a half for the Roadrunners, hoping they can cover for me. Um, UAB's tough. They, they, you know, they got, they got it done for us last week against Marshall, but I think UTSA, even coming off a struggle at Southern Miss against a quarterback-less team <laughs> that Southern Miss was. Uh, I think they'll come back ho- at home and uh, have a nice day. So, And I believe this would lock up the Conference USA West for them. Could be wrong, but I believe it would. Over-under is 54. And I am going over. I like the over. UTSA is going to score about 30-plus. 3.30 on ESPN+. Plus. Sunbelt, Appalachian State at Troy. We are all on the Mountaineers on the road at Troy. Trying to become ball eligible. Scary situation, I think. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess this might have been even a better one to pick than UAB UTSA. I actually kind of thought about this one too. Like, Troy's tough. They're 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 gutsy. It's at home, trying to stay bowl eligible. Maybe it's an upset. <clears throat> Sorry, I just had to get in my uh, Georgetown minus fifteen and a half here. <laughs> Get the get the Hoyas uh, to cover tonight for me, Mark. The uh, over under here is fifty two. Chase Bryce get it done. Um, I do like the over though. Uh, Watson, <clears throat> Gunner Watson, I think has been really good for the Trojans this year. I think it'll be an over 52 situation. 3.30 on ESPN+. Plus. Number 14, BYU. 20-point favorites at Georgia Southern. BYU coming off a bye. <clears throat> um, nice late-season bye for the Cougars here. Having to come a little bit of a long way to Statesboro, but... Um, that was my only worry. I think you're a better team, it's- it's a little bit of a travel, though. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think it matters. Jaron Hall, <clears throat> Tyler Algier and company have played pretty well in offense. So they can get the win here in uh, in Georgia. <clears throat> over-under is 57, and I'm actually going over... The uh, what's Georgia Southern? The the Falcons. 
Eagles, that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think they've fought a little bit this this year, so I, I think the over 57 is, is the play there. 4 p.m. ESPN Plus. ACC action Syracuse trying to get into a bowl at number 20 NC State. Uh, Mark Lone Wolfdom last week didn't win against Wake Forest, but they're playing Syracuse this week. They'll they'll beat them uh, at home. Luckily for NC State, it's not in the dome. So I can't get NC State right to save my life. Well, I can't get Eastern Washington right in college basketball right now, man. They're down seven points, eight minutes to go. What are they doing? Freaking Cal, Cal State Northridge? Like, who loses to Cal State Northridge? Who does that? How much time left? Eight. Eight minutes. Seven-point deficit. Uh, Let's see. Here we go. The over-under in Q's NC State, 51. Uh, over. Sure, over. <laughs> 4 p.m. ACC Network. Louisiana at Liberty. I was shocked. No one wanted to go. I thought Liberty. someone was going to take. I, re- I really did. I was shocked. Uh, but Louisiana's the better team. I mean, their running game, first off, you know me, I always go to the quarterbacks. Malik Willis, great. The team, not so great. Louisiana, though, Levi Lewis, I think, is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in college football. All he does is win. Now, he gets a lot of help from his ground game. Chris Smith and uh, Montrell Johnson for the Raging Cajuns have been on fire this year. And, yeah, they're going to go play App State in the Sun Belt Championship game in two weeks, in three weeks. And uh, I think they're going to win the Sun Belt. So. I, I just think they're really well coached. That's a big deciding factor. But I just kept thinking, well, it's at Liberty. So maybe this is the game. <laughs> Again, a couple games I could have probably picked different, but I wanted to pick the big ones that, you know, a 10-0 team, maybe they fall this weekend. Um, I just like the Raging Cajuns coaching staff. Uh, let's see here. Over-under is 53. And again, uh, I'm hitting the over button. I don't know. It'll be close. I don't know if it actually gets over or not, but um, that's what I'm rolling with at this point. 4 p.m. ESPNU. Number 11, Baylor at Kansas State. No one took K-State, huh? I... I was thinking about it. It was it was a close, close discussion between myself. Um, in Manhattan, an afternoon game. Mm-hmm. 
Baylor has struggled on the road this year. Both of their losses on the road at Oklahoma State and at TCU. Their other two road games, they only beat Texas State by nine, and then they railed Kansas, 45-7. to So, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I knew Chris was going to go back to Baylor after he lost against <laughs> he lost Oklahoma to Baylor last week, so he's going to be back on their train. Maybe we should have went Kansas State just to get one back on him and in case the Wildcats come out with the win at home. I I didn't realize how, you know, maybe vulnerable they have been on the road. I probably would have if I would have checked those stats, I I probably would have bet against against Baylor. Over under is fifty. Mm. I don't, I don't know. Craziest things. I'm going under. <laughs> I don't know. I think I might go over on this one. Look at if the it's defenses. over. If it's over, Baylor wins. Look at the defenses, though, dude. Baylor gives up 20 points per game. Kansas State gives up 21 points per game. That's 41. Well, you got to go under, but I mean, if it breaks, if I mean, it breaks, then I have to go with with Baylor. That's the defenses. When you look at the offenses, you definitely scream over. Baylor scores about 35.5 per game. Uh, Kansas State scores about 29 per game. So which one breaks? 530 FS1. So that's a 430 local kick, right? 430, yeah. 530 Eastern, yeah. Or, no, it's... Uh, Kansas, that would be a three thirty, right? Is Kansas in? I don't know. Oh, is it four thirty? Is it four thirty kickoff Eastern? It's five thirty Eastern. I didn't know if Kansas is in Central or Mountain. Four thirty Central. Okay. I, my geography in my head is not that great. <laughs> I only live in that time zone, so I know. I won't take credit. Well, I'm living in it right now, and I don't know who's all in it. So. <laughs> it is kind of crazy. You go down to Indiana, and it's like. In the top of Indiana is, like, central. But then when you get to Indianapolis, it's eastern. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana's a dumb state. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised no one took Utah in this one. Right? Number three, Utah. Oregon at number 23, Utah. Uh, Utes getting three. And... The reason I took Oregon, so I initially thought that Oregon has struggled with Utah over the years, but when I looked at their games the last, like, five, Oregon's three and two, and Oregon has won two out of the last three at Utah. So that's why I'm taking Oregon. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah gets them. But again, they're both more than likely going to have to play each other twice in three weeks. Uh, Oregon, though, I would say has much more to lose if they lose this game. 100%. 
not just from the college football playoffs standpoint. Utah next week plays Colorado. So I think regardless of whether Utah loses this game or not, they're going to be in a Pac-12 championship game because their biggest opponent is Arizona State, who will get to their game uh, in a little bit. But they play Oregon State and Arizona. And we'll see. Oregon State is UNI's pick. But um, Oregon having to go play Oregon State, even though it's in Eugene, it is in Eugene, the Civil War this year. But you just never know with that game. So I would have doubts of whether Oregon would even make the Pac-12 championship if they lose this game. Right. I agree there. Yeah. I I think Oregon can win it. They keep their college football playoff hopes alive, and Utah tries to get revenge in two weeks. Uh, I don't know where. They they do neutral site for Pac-12 championship? Yeah. Oh, it's at... Oh, they they moved it. They moved it to Allegiant. Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Mm Mm-hmm. Vegas, yep. Solid. Yep. Yeah. Over under is fifty nine. I am going over. I like it. Oregon's defense is very good, but I don't know if they've seen an offense like Utah yet since Ohio State. I say go with it. Let's play. Let's let's score some points. Yeah, the most they've given up this year is 31 against UCLA. But every other game, I mean, they're giving up at least, other than we can throw out the Stony Brook game, they've given up at least 16 points in every game. So, I don't know. 7.30 ABC. Vandy, at number 12, Ole Miss Rebels getting 36 and a half. That's a lot, but Vandy is absolutely terrible. So, <laughs> and it's in Oxford. So, Yeah, it is in Oxford. That is, that's the type of game where Matt Corral, you look at his numbers and go, oh, those are Heisman numbers. Lane Kiffin going to Miami, apparently. You see that? <laughs> I, I did. I don't think they're firing Manny Diaz this year. That's just my opinion. Nah. Over-under is 65. Can Ole Miss score 66? <laughs> or can they score 63 and get Vandy to kick a field goal? <laughs> I mean, I think they're capable of scoring that much points. <laughs> well, Georgia scored 60, right? Yeah. So, all they need is a little help from Vandy. Just just a smidge. Tiny little help from Vandy. Vandy can get a field goal. Uh, 730 SEC Network. See, that one's, not on, that one's not on plus. <laughs> just on the regular SEC Network. Number nine, Oklahoma State at Texas Tech in Lubbock. 
Um, yeah, I like the Cowboys. I like them more than 10 points. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, Texas Tech interim head coach there right now. So, and Oklahoma State's keeping their eye on the prize, man. Big 12 championship. And, I mean, they they can't not think if everything turns out right, one loss, Big 12 champ. Do they have a chance? I mean, I would say yes. There's at least a question uh, of putting them in. So, and they already beat Baylor, who if they if they can get past Oklahoma and in Stillwater, that's who they would play. Would be Baylor at AT and T Stadium. I'm with you. Over-under is 57. Hit the over button. Uh, yeah, hit the over. It's Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's defense is very good, but I like the over. 8 p.m. on Fox. Wyoming at Utah State. Aggies getting five and a half here. And yeah, Utah State, just like Oklahoma State, they're on their trajectory. They're going to go play in the Mountain West Championship game. They can win this game. Wyoming trying to get into a bowl game. Uh, they they play Hawaii next week, so there's a good chance they can win that one and get to six wins. Uh, I don't think they're going to win in Logan, Utah this game. Especially at night. At night at Logan is very tough to play. I think the better team's going to win this one, whether it's 3, 5, or 10 points. Over-under is 53, and I am going under. 8 p.m. CBS Sportsnet. Arizona State at number at Oregon State. Uh, Sun Devils getting three on the road. I, Chris Lund Wolfen the, the back, Sun Devils, but I went back and forth on this one. Neither team has, in my opinion, not, Oregon State. I thought it hit a stride for a few games, and then they kind of tailored off. Arizona State has definitely been either they show up or they don't show up. But I took Oregon State at home. It's a one-game difference, a field goal. I think they have all the chances to win. And and I think it's going to be a a close game. Yeah, I've just been on the Beavers all year. Um, Really like what they've been doing. Padilla at quarterback. I believe that's the quarterback's name. Uh, or no, Chance Nolan. That's right, Chance Nolan. I'm just not a big big believer in Jaden Daniels. I mean, he's he's been touted up here, and then he's played down here. Like, you know, and it's... I, I think it's going to be close, but I, I like the Beavers at home. Go beat Oregon next week, dude. Do it. I mean, why not? 
Go to the Pac-12 championship game. Why not? Because that's what would occur if they went out. <laughs> I believe. No. Never mind. They don't have a chance. They need Oregon to lose out. So they need they need Utah help this week. And then they need to beat Oregon. That's their that's their path. Their only issue is is that Washington State beat them, so that's another one of those where I don't know who would who would get in. Because uh, Oregon beat Washington State, so. Over-under is 59. Under. Under. Yeah. Under. 10.30 ESPN. Ooh. FCS Game of the Week. Be Battle of Montana. I was I was surprised, Mark. You didn't take the Grizzlies. I, you had a visit I there. Missoula. You had a I visit there. Missoula. I love Missoula. I got to do some student athlete stuff with them. Um, they beat Washington their first, you know, that first game. But I will tell you why. Montana State has a great front defensive line and the reason I didn't pick Montana is they have injuries to their offensive line and I think that they are not going to win this game I hope they do (laughs) don't get me wrong the people that I met up there were great Um, but when you have injuries to your offensive line and an experienced defensive line I'm going to just believe that they're going to live in the backfield yeah uh, I am not too familiar with either we saw montana state a couple weeks back they beat eastern washington who we all had or no i i was lone wolfing eastern washington that week that's right um because you didn't give me you didn't give me a pick so i gave you montana state lucky for you but yeah, I don't know. Montana State barely beat Idaho last week, though, 20-13. to 13. And Montana, yeah, they've been rolling the last two weeks. 35 nothing over Northern Colorado, 30-3 to three win over Northern Arizona. I, the only thing is Montana State was actually not picked to be very good this year. Um, but the one thing that I read in previewing this game, because that's what I said, I'm just going to pick Montana. I was up there. I like the people up there. They love. They they go hard tailgating um, for as many fans and people in that city that they have. And I read something that just said Montana State's defensive front is really good, and a couple of uh, offensive linemen are out for Montana. That could have been maybe pre premature, and those offensive linemen are back. And I think that could be a difference, but I just went with the blurb that I, I read today. Well, I'll, t- I'll say this. Montana State can definitely put up yards. Um, their running back, Isaiah Ifonse, 1,208 yards right now, eight touchdowns. And Montana State's only loss, week one, a three-point loss. To Wyoming. Wow. I will, and, and here's the funny thing about this. I'm not going to say that 
they don't like each other the way Duke or North Carolina likes each other or dislikes each other. It's a rivalry. Their towns say that they're better than the other town. My microbrewery is better than you. And here's the thing that I will say that's really cool about the state of Montana. There's no professional sports, guys. Mm-hmm. So all these players are like, for both teams, are super, like, you know, professional athletes in this state. And, and this is a huge rivalry. This is a huge rivalry. Uh, again, we don't get lines for these games until tomorrow, so we'll have them on the recap show. But uh, 2 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. NFL pick standings. Oh, yes, geez. Sir. How did I get it? How did I get up? How did I get up? Because <laughs> you got a two game. You already had a one game lead on Chris, and you beat him by two this week. Chris had a terrible week, five, six, and one. Um, I won. I won the week. I am back in it. I am three games back, just like Chris now. Uh, and I'm coming for you, Mark. I'm I'm coming for you. <laughs> uh, last week, Chris lone wolfed the Saints and the Broncos, lost both. I won my only lone wolf, the Vikings, to beat the Chargers. Got that one. It was great times. Uh, and, yeah, you got a lone wolf on, on NFL, Mark. It, you used to last year. And... Hey, I wouldn't have a lead if I didn't lone wolf. Come on now. It's harder. To, it's easier to lone wolf at the beginning of the season. Um, and Instead. and Grayson Grayson did not have a great time either. He tied Chris for last five six and one there. And uh, his NFL picks, he picked the Falcons because <laughs> he's a Georgia boy. He said so. He had to pick the Falcons. Uh, they got railed uh, by the Cowboys, forty three to three. Um, the best lock of the season if I ever had one. He also was on us. He was with us on the Browns that lost. Uh, the Bucks, Cardinals, Chargers, Broncos. He was with Chris on the Broncos there. I'll tell you what. I guarantee you I have some lone wolves this week that you guys don't have. So, let's get to it. Hey, hey! Saints at the Eagles. Chris is on his team again. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's at the link, and the Eagles are playing good, man. They are playing very well right now. Um, Why do you think I went with them? I mean, it's not just to join the party with you, and and that brings me, I'm going to be mad if they don't win this game. They're, they're playing good football the last few weeks, and I went with them against the Broncos, and I should have picked them. As the dog, it was them or the Browns, and for some reason I didn't go with them. And if they crap the bed this weekend, I'm going to be ticked. Yeah, I just – Trevor Simeon, they've they've had to come back two weeks in a row, and it hasn't worked out either week. And I just don't think, you know, they can – you know, no Alvin Kamara, no tackles, no starting off of the tackles this game either. You know the Eagles don't have any Eagles don't have any pressing injuries right now, so if Alvin Kamara was was in this game, I think it would be a different dynamic if that makes sense. And I don't know that he still wins the game, 
But with him not being in, that's why I would be really ticked about with the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have picked them as my lock, honestly. And I, think we against, talk. I think against Trevor Simeon, the Eagles, when you look at it, the Eagles have one of the best pass defenses in the NFL right now. It's crazy. Slay. Yeah. Over under is forty three. And uh I don't know. Uh over, sure. I don't know. Over. Twenty four twenty one, Eagles win. Yeah, Eagles offense have been clicking. I can see that. Washington at the Panthers. We're back on Carolina. Let's go. <laughs> okay, look. He's lone wolfed his, the first two games, and this one, the only reason that I am hesitant now is they named Cam the starter. I think he has a lot to prove, but I think anyone that can game plan for Cam would be Ron Rivera. I thought I thought they could still use him in packages or or goal line, and so I don't know about this one. I'm just I'm not saying that that it's totally over, but I just don't know how I feel about this now. I love it. I I think um I don't think it matters what Ron Rivera has schemed up for Cam. I think Cam has a renewed confidence in himself and in the in the Panthers offense and no Chase Young on defense for Washington. Their that past, is very true. I forgot about defense, that. No their past defense is absolutely terrible. Now they played very well against Tom Brady last week, but I just I don't know. I think Cam at home it's his I, First game back in Carolina. I think he's excited. I think he's the word renewed. I also think he's fully healthy. Yeah. So I, and him and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they played together in Carolina in his first stint there. So. Um, and you don't. And we don't know what, what this co- offensive coordinator is going to do, or if he clicks with Matt Rule. It's not that Matt Rule definitely. I don't think Matt Rule went to the ownership and said, oh, I don't want Cam. I think David Tepper said, let's start clean. And then the quarterback situation became what it was. Come back here. Yeah. Uh, Over under here again is 43. That one, the Panthers scored 31 last week. <laughs> but uh, I actually like the under here because of the Panthers defense. I think they're going to give Taylor Heineke some struggles. So. Stefan Gilmore, again, I think was a marvelous move by Scott Fitter, the GM for Carolina. Well, and Cam could be that move too. Just watch. I hope it works for Cam. And I he, he he's he's a, he did so much for that community. I hope he excels. And I'm still holding out hope, man, for my my coach of the year, my uh, Matt Rule coach of the year pick that we had at the beginning. I, I still think I he could be in it, possibly. I don't know. Good. They definitely have a GM of the year, in my opinion, right now. If they make <laughs> the playoffs, I think 
I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe maybe Kingsbury wins it. I don't know. Look at that though. Right. Eastern Washington in overtime. They're up five. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Georgetown's got to get it together. Go. I don't know what they're doing. They're playing Siena. I don't even know where Siena is. New York. Uh. Yeah, we already said the over-under. We talked a lot about this game, but let's go. What a massive matchup here. Colts at the Bills. I hate the timing of this game. Very much hate the timing of this game. Bills lose. They're in second place in their division by a half a game. That's not going to happen in Buffalo. Not going to Yeah, lie. I mean, I picked the Bills, and we'll talk about it, I think, in a little bit, even more down down the road in this podcast so i'm not going to say much but yeah it's just a game where um i think as the bills you have to win it they have the best defense in the nfl statistically wise um pass and run run i think they're a little bit lower than first but i know they are the number one pass defense and overall number one defense terms of yards and points against so i think they're gonna get after carson wentz and give him some struggles i'm hoping michael Pittman still has his normal numbers give me about if if Pittman can get 10 or more fantasy points against the bills defense i would be happy i mean he's scoring like 17 points per game but i think 10 against the bills defense would be quality <laughs> Over-under is 50. Under. I, I like both both defenses. Yeah, you, did. you just said they had the best points again, so I, I would probably go under. All right. Uh, Ravens at the Bears. And, whoo, what has happened since the Khalil Mack injury news or season-ending news came out. The line is now six, moved up a whole one and a half points. So six now for Baltimore. I still like that number. I would have taken him at four and a half. I'd take him at six too. Um, Justin Fields is playing very well. He has progressed a lot in the last three weeks and they're at home but it's against the Ravens their defense is very good they showed that against Miami and they're coming off (laughs) a horrendous loss at Miami that I don't think the Ravens will allow to uh I don't think they're. I don't think a John Harbaugh-led team is going to allow losses to pile up against bad teams. No, they're just. I like it. I've never understood the the people that have been against his coaching. He's about his players. He gets them prepared. They're always in in contention, and this is a game where you you go on the road and show you. You know, I got the better quarterback. The quarterback you drafted needs to be like the quarterback I have. Yeah. And I read something else that said this is a nice this will be a nice game for Lamar to uh reestablish the passing game. 
which I'm happy to. I have Mark Andrews in a couple leagues, Marquise Brown in a couple leagues. Rashad Bateman scored 14 last week. Very happy about that. So I uh, need him. I need Bateman to score a bunch this week, especially, like I said, Pittman against Buffalo and uh, Cups on a bye. So uh, I need the points in my flex position from Bateman. Over-under for this one, 45, and um, I'm actually going over. You know, like I said, Justin Fields progressed so far. And, yeah, let's let's hit an over here for the Ravens. Lions at the Browns. Remember when this used to be the trash bowl? I mean, this used to be the most terrible game you could ever watch couple of years ago <laughs> and it used to be the thanksgiving games when i was growing up i remember those yeah and and now it's like well the browns are actually decent so and the lions still are, are crap but uh yeah the browns are at home you know and and i think it it couples with the fact that tim boyle is getting his first career start at cleveland i don't i don't think they they can win even with Hawkinson and Swift and whoever else you want to put out there, but no, I just don't see it. If Miles Garrett, he's licking his lips, wanting to add another quarterback to his <laughs> repertoire. Uh, let's see here. Over under is forty four. A little bit low. I'm going under, though. I have no confidence. I do like Tim Boyle better than Jared Goff. That's saying something, right? But, um, <laughs> no, under. Granted, the the weird thing is, is we've seen crazy things from backup quarterbacks this year. So, and to uh, help that idea out, that the Lions could actually have a chance in this game with Tim Boyle at quarterback. Do you know where Tim Boyle was at prior to Detroit? Who he learned under? I actually don't. I know his wife is an Olympian. (laughs) I can tell you that about him. His first couple of seasons were spent learning from number 12 in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So, maybe maybe he's got something. I don't know. I mean, we've seen we've seen backups from from Green Bay go other places, i.e. Matt Flynn <laughs> and uh struggle, but maybe, just maybe Tim Boyle can get it done. Yeah, I already said under 44. Texans AFC South matchup at the Titans. Titans are hot. They have the longest winning streak in the NFL at six games right now. And, um, yeah, Texans are the Texans. And if it weren't for the Lions, I would have no uh, no reason to say that, or I wouldn't have anything less than 100% confidence that the Texans would be the number one pick next year. Um, but the Lions are a half game worse. So, besides that point, Titans are going to win. I like Deontay Foreman to have a big game. 
I think yeah. AJ Brown will bounce back after a terrible game last week um, against the Saints. So give us the Titans in Nashville. Over under here is 45. Mm. <laughs> under, under, give me under. Yeah, under. for sure, for sure. Packers at the Vikings. Pack getting one and a half on the road. And uh yeah. I was shocked. I was kind of surprised no one wanted to wanted to go out on a limb on Minnesota. I wasn't I, gonna, I gonna, thought about it. I thought about it. I wasn't gonna do it two years two weeks in a row. Not against Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Not against Mr. Rogers there. I, uh, it's one of those, I didn't, like you said, I'm not going against Aaron Rodgers, and for the fact that it was not a great game, either side of the ball for Packers or or the uh, Seahawks, and so I see Aaron Rodgers coming and bringing a better performance against, against a division foe, which mm-hmm. then we'll also talk about the Seahawks game and how I picked that as well. Yeah, and we know, you know. That uh, yeah, we know we know that Rodgers dominates the NFC North. So <laughs> I think it's it's the Bears that give him the most trouble. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Uh, over under here is forty eight. I'm going over. I like the Vikings I offense. I, I was about before you even told the point total. I I said it's it's in a dome. It's going to be high scoring. Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I do like the Vikings offense. It's just actually it's not a dome anymore. I forget it's it's still classified as a dome. Yeah, it's an enclosed stadium. <laughs> there is a roof. Dolphins at the Jets. Mark's Lone Wolf in Miami. <laughs> I actually think the Jets have all the pieces and the reasons to win this game. And I went with what I think is the better defense, honestly. I think both offenses are trash. <laughs> I I initially picked the Dolphins. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, I have this bet that the Jets finished third in the division. And this is a game that they can feasibly win. I agree. I like Joe Flacco playing more than I do Mike White. Uh, and I, I do definitely agree when I saw that, the one thing about that quarterback situation where I was like, yeah, they're going to start Mike, they're going to start Joe Flacco because the Dolphins blitz a lot. And Flacco is a veteran, and he knows how to, you know, he can see the blitzes and get the protection set and whatnot. So I definitely like that aspect as well. Yeah, Dolphins coming off, uh, were they three straight wins? Yeah, I think there are two. Is it two or three? Two, yeah, two. 
yes, two straight wins. They beat the Texans and they beat the Ravens. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's at MetLife. Dolphins got to come up to the cold. So that's true. Um, I just I went with a better what I thought is a better defense. Is that really truly a better defense? It could be debatable. I just felt more secure in picking the Dolphins defense. Yeah, and I I don't think the Dolphins have anything in the ground game at all. So, yeah. It, it should be a close game, though. And uh, I'm rolling with Chris's, Chris's Jets. Over-under is 45. Under. <laughs> right? Tua versus Flacco, we got to hit the under button. Under, baby. Under. All right, last 1 o'clock game here. Niners at the Jags. Niners getting 6.5 on the road. They got to travel a long way, man. San Francisco to Jacksonville, that's quite the flight. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about maybe making the Jaguars at least my dog because that's a lot of points. And, you know, I don't, I don't know why. I just – you can't – when team – it's like when they win a game, it's like, okay – the pig just put on lipstick, but are they really a good team? No, the Jaguars are not. Yeah, I I am not high on the Niners now, but I believe they're on a high, coming off a drubbing of the Rams, and they have their offense back. I mean, the running game with Elijah Mitchell, granted he's more than likely not going to play, it's going to be Jamichael Hasty, I believe they said, starting with, uh, or no, not not Jamichael Hasty. Jeff Wilson is going to start most likely with uh, Trey Sermon backing him up. So, regardless, we, the Niners have shown it doesn't matter in the Kyle Shanahan offense who is running the ball. It, it just matters that they're running the ball because <laughs> uh, they've been successful with a number of running backs. The Jaguars do have a star defensive player, though. Yes, but. I think the Kyle Shanahan offense fits nicely against Jacksonville's defense. The play action is going to get Jimmy G on the move. They're going to hit Kittle. They're going to hit Debo in the middle of the field, you know, and then take some shots to Ayuk, and uh, they're going to win it and cover in Jacksonville. Over-under is 45. I'm going under... Yeah, under. There is one 405 game this week. It is the Bengals at the Raiders. The Bengals getting one point here. Mark is lone wolfing the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I think both teams are even. I mean, I think Jamar Chase can be an issue. I like uh, the poise that our boy um, under center in Cincinnati shows. But I also think Derek Carr is is a is not a bad NFL quarterback. Obviously, we know Darren Waller is great, and I love the edge rushers for the Raiders. And so I went with the home team. It's a, it's a one point ball game, and mm-hmm. I figured I'd be the only one. And I've got a lone wolf. Some you say don't ever lone wolf anybody. <laughs> I think I think the Raiders have gone through enough adversity to bring them together. They got their rear ends kicked by Kansas City, so why not rebound? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, again, this is another, I think this is going to be another one of those really great games this weekend. 
Uh, I, I just – I'm not confident in the Raiders' defense against the passing game of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And uh, the, sec- the secondary worries me, but I think they can get – I think they can get into the backfield. Yeah, I mean, that would be the only way that they would stop him is with Max Crosby getting sacks. Um, we'll to see. If they don't, if they do not get a, if they get two sacks in this game, the Bengals cover easily. I mean, it's only one point, but they win by 10. Yeah. They got to get to four to five sacks and, and a bunch of hurries and knockdowns. It is another one of those where it's a long, long trip to get from Cincinnati to Vegas, but that's fine. Uh, Over-under is 51. I'm hitting over. Give me some fireworks in this game. Quarterbacks go over 300 yards each. Sure. Whoever doesn't, whoever has the least amount of interceptions, how about that? You know what's great? Eastern Washington in overtime, baby. They win by three. Cover one and a half. Cash those, cash those tickets, y'all. Uh, Georgetown is not looking good there right now. 425 games here. Cowboys at Are the Chiefs. Are you kidding me? I know. Are you kidding I know. me? I know. Are you kidding me? The Chiefs are winning this game. Write it down. Anytime that we all pick a good competitive game, we lose it. Yeah, it's in Arrowhead. And... I for sure thought I was lone wolf in this game. No, it's just, yeah, everyone's like, well, the Chiefs are back. But it's one game. And the Cowboys Here, have been consistent. I base it off one one thing. And I base it off the run game. I just don't think the Chiefs have the linebackers to, to go and match it doesn't even have to be just Ezekiel Elliott that carries the ball if it's third and two or Pollard. a fourth and one. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I like C. I don't know if C.D. Lamb's going to be in the lineup or not. I heard something with him maybe being out. But, or no, Amari Cooper is going to be out. Yeah, yeah um, But I think I don't think they can keep up with C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. And I like Dak Prescott's um, decision-making. And then you flip it on the other side and the Cowboys defense has, has gotten better and you have yes you have Tyreek Hill you have Kelsey but guess who they have with eight or nine interceptions yeah yeah, yeah. that's the thing that that I, I like to is, is the defense for the Cowboys I think that's the that's the biggest factor um, I think they will be able to shut Mahomes down enough they don't, you know, they don't. They're you're not going to completely shut Patrick Mahomes and that offense down. So, I think they're going to get enough stops that they they can win the game. Um, so, if the Chiefs win this game, everybody will declare they've righted the ship. Count them as a long playoff run. Blah blah blah. And on the flip side, everybody's going to say, well, we got to worry about, you know, Stephen A and all these the people. The Cowboys are done. They're done. It's so, it's so <laughs> you don't have to go extreme. Does that make, like, you don't have to go such teeter-totter. Yes, it would be a nice win for the Chiefs. It would be a great win for the Cowboys as well. But it would not dictate both of them can still make the playoffs. In both, and I think the Chiefs could still bow out early in the playoffs. 
Yeah. Um, the over-under here is 56. Let's go. Over. Yeah, okay, sure. Let's go over. Let's go over. NFC West battle. Cardinals at the Seahawks. Chris is lone wolf in Arizona. No DeAndre So Hopkins, I thought, no I for Tiffany sure Watt. thought this was another lone wolf for me. No. I thought this was a lone No, because, you know why? Because Russ. That's who I'm picking. I'm not picking the Seahawks. I'm picking Russell Wilson. Okay. Well, well you're talking my language. Terrible you're last week. In his you're first talking game my language. But he has a whole oh. week. Whole week to prepare now. Kyler Murray is going to probably play in this game after not playing last two. But it's the same situation as Russell Wilson last week. Kyler Murray hasn't hasn't been playing. And, you know, I don't think that he's going to be 100% in this game still. No DeAndre Hopkins, like I said. The Cardinals defense hasn't played like the Cardinals defense as of late. And well, the Seahawks the, can't afford the, to keep losing. They, the 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 season's long, and I, I the, you, the word, the phrase that I was going to use, you used it. I'm not necessarily bet, betting on a team. I'm betting on what we and you and I both agree changes the outcome of games, and that's the quarterback play. And I don't think he lays two duds two weeks in a row. I think Pete Carroll, even as a coach, is a is a good enough coach to say, okay, whatever we did last week, let's change it together and, and go out here and get a win. It's at home. Kyler Murray coming off an injury, DeAndre Hopkins not in the lineup, and that's the thing. The Cardinals the last few weeks have not looked like that defense that we saw the first two, three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I'm betting, I'm banking. I don't know that I necessarily would bet. I'm banking on a rebound and the Seahawks winning this as an underdog. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Over-under is 48. And I'm going under. I think only okay. only uh, they score in the 30s this game. Because you look at it, the Seahawks only held Green Bay to 17. I mean, that was, that was a really good defensive performance. They just didn't get any help on the offense. All right, Sunday night football, Steelers at the Chargers. And... Not not going not going with your beloved Steelers. No, uh, like I said, not as it currently sits. With no T.J. Watt, no Joe Hayden, no Kevin Dotson on offense, and no Minka Fitzpatrick as well on defense. Chargers going to be without Jerry Tillery and Joey Bosa on defense. But with with Ben still questionable, not being off the COVID list yet, I'm just I have no confidence that Mason Rudolph, if Mason's the starter, that he can win. So. Yeah, I'm going with a home team. I think that's a big thing. It's going across the pond. Um, across the country. Even not the pond. <laughs> across the U.S. But. Um, They've shown some holes, right? Everybody thought the Chargers were going to be a little bit better at this point in the season than they are. So I think this is a game that you circle and go, okay, this is where we ride the ship and continue. Not maybe ride the ship, but we got to get one and get that confidence to to go into the second half of the season. Um, I would just be really surprised 
if the Steelers win this game. If the Steelers win this game, I, I that division's wide open. And, uh, they could win that division. Yeah. If the Steelers win this, they can win that division. I will say, in order for the defense to be successful against the Chargers, it's going to start with 97, Cam Hayward up front. He's going to have to make as many plays as he possibly can because, you know, no Minka, no Joe Hayden in the secondary. That's a lot to cover Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And I just think that's the difference in the game. I think they're going to be able to get – Get chunk chunks of yards on passing plays, which can lead to quick scores. Yeah. Over under is forty seven, and I'm going under. Like I said, I, Mason Rudolph scored sixteen against the freaking Lions last week. I mean, if it's Ben, then I'm going over. Give me the over if it's Big Ben playing. I don't know, man. If you give Justin enough time in the backfield, I think. I think he can put up some numbers. And with all those defensive players gone, if they hit 28 or 30, does it go over? Because what if it's 30-18? Well, that hits right even. So, yeah, you're right. I mean. 30-18 would be over, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, best bets of the week. 0-3 last week. I just cannot get over the hump of 2-1, 1-2, 0-3. I don't know. I last week, I mean, I had the Browns was just a, a dumpster fire. So was the Steelers minus eight. Um, but I should have been one and two. I mean, the Colts were covering the entire freaking game, and they give up. <laughs> they give up a touchdown late to to lose the ten and a half cover. I mean, that's just tragic. So I went low. I went low this week. Low spreads. Give me the Packers one and a half, minus one and a half at the Vikings. Bengals minus one against the Raiders. And then the Cowboys plus two and a half at the Chiefs. That one I'm worried about, but uh, we all have them winning, so <laughs> why not? <laughs> and I didn't really like any of the other spreads this week, so. Yeah, I mean, I think that was hard in the locks and dogs. I should I have taken the them. Ravens. I didn't think about it at this point. Can I change yeah. it? Am I allowed to do that now? Hey, it's live. <laughs> Go we, for it. we had the capabilities, but I won't do it. I'm sticking I'll stick to my initial picks. That's fine. Uh when it comes to locking dogs, I mean, especially when we don't take double digits, it makes it it makes it tougher to choose. Well, lock standings. Chris lost, dude. We're back in it, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> We're all tied. <laughs> Last week, uh, Chris was on the Bucks. They lost in Washington. We got the Cowboys right when they destroyed the Falcons. So I couldn't believe what I was watching with the Bucks and Redskins. That's all I can say. Um, all right, here we go. Oh, and then uh, Grayson got his lock right last week too. He picked the Titans this week. All different. Chris is on Baltimore. Like I said, I really love that that move right there against the Bears. I'm on the Packers. I got I got to roll with you know I'm, I'm a semi Wisconsinite now, so uh, <laughs> gotta roll with the cheeseheads against the Vikings. <laughs> and then you're on the Bills. 
I went with the Bills. Mine was mine was between the Bills and Ravens. Um, maybe I should have went with the Ravens in case I lose this. But two things for the Bills. Like, like you said, they would lose that um, top spot in their division. And the second thing, if I believe that Allen is an MVP candidate, which he has been at times and hasn't been, but I did pick him at the beginning of the season, you have to roll and trust with someone. So if you are going to be the MVP, you have to win this Colts game. Yeah, thought it was a uh, bold strategy, Cotton. But uh, we'll see see where it takes you. Um, what a great what a great line! <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, it's from the movie Dodgeball. <laughs> and if they don't, that shows how definitely old I am. But you're getting older as well. <laughs> and that's not verbatim. I will say that's not not the <laughs> that's not the exact quote. I just know it's somewhat around those lines uh but yeah let's go to the dogs here man uh we were on the browns last week god dang that was the worst chris Chris got freaking so lucky that trevor simeon comes back every game game. freaking covering plus two and a half against the Titans, the Saints did. You and I both were talking about the Eagles and Browns. We should have went with the Eagles. You're like, yeah, I'm picking the Eagles, but not as my dog. And I'm thinking, if we're picking the Eagles, I try to pick people that I think are going to win the whole game instead of just cover points. And the Browns just crapped the bed. What a terrible dog <laughs> pick was. Yeah, the dogs The dogs did not work out for the dogs. Uh, never again, never again. Good thing is Georgetown's leading by thirteen and a half, and I got them minus fifteen and a half. So we're on track there. Just uh, get another thirteen point deficit in the second half scoring, and we'll win by twenty six. That's how we're gonna do it. Uh, but here we go. Chris and I, we're we're in we're together. Uh, I gotta I gotta go with with the guy that's winning it all right now. So plus two and a half at the Chiefs, Cowboys. Give it to me, and you're on. Two and a half at uh, against the Cardinals with the Seahawks. I want to tell you this. This was, in my opinion, I mean, like I said, we I was debating Eagles and Browns last week. One got it right, one didn't. It wasn't the one I picked. But this week, I thought was one of the toughest dog weeks to pick. And I went back and forth. The Cowboys were on my radar. But here's my thing: Do I really want to go against Patrick Mahomes at home in the long run? Do I really want to go against an 8-2 and two team? But I'm going to roll with Russell Wilson, and that's that's what it came down to. Yeah, I mean, I like that one. I, I was There were a couple that I was thinking about. Um, you, know, you had the Seahawks as the dog there. You had... Uh, I picked the Raiders, but a one-point game's tough, man. Yeah, I, I was also thinking about um, the Jets. The Jets were my only other dog I picked outright. So, but I went with the Cowboys. I'm probably gonna lose, but that's fine. All right, next week we'll be back. Possibly, on, I don't know if if y'all are gonna be back on Friday or not. Uh, for we're going Friday or we're going Thanksgiving? For Black Friday. <laughs> for Black Friday. We can be back on Black Friday if, if y'all are available. 
Um, I know I'll be back. I'll be at home in Pennsylvania on Black Friday. My crazy mom and grandma and sister will be out shopping at 3 a.m., so that's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll be recapping the Monday night game between the Giants and Bucks, and we will be recapping the Thanksgiving slate. Bears at the Lions, Raiders at the Cowboys, Bills at the Saints, um, and probably eating some leftover turkey during the show. Uh, that's what I plan to be doing anyways. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Grayson was with us on the dog, so he lost his dog last week too. <laughs> so, but yeah, that is where we'll be back next Friday. Um the show for today see you monday on the regularly scheduled time <laughs> don't forget to follow us on all our social media at faa podcast on instagram and twitter faa podcast faa podcast.com is our website check us out here on youtube facebook spotify apple podcast iHeartRadio, etc we're all over the place but uh yeah Thank you all for watching, and we will see you on Monday.